The true origin of our country's native distilled libation is hazy at best. What we can say with some confidence is sometime around 1770, whiskey distillers in Kentucky started storing their spirits in charred wooden barrels. These hardworking farmers and businessmen were simply trying to make a living. Little did they know that over two centuries later, three of America's native sons would be inspired by their discovery to come together in discussion in an attempt to understand everything from the perplexing to the absurd. A symposium on discernment, if you will. This is an examination of life. Welcome to the Bourbon Chronicles. Hope everybody's doing well. To the lady that's pulling out of Target in her Honda Odyssey, <laughs> thank you for extending your Sunday with us a little bit longer. I know you don't feel attractive in your minivan, but Whoa. I assure you, what is that? nobody cares. Whoa. You're assuming that ladies in Honda minivans don't listen to the Bourbon Chronicle show, or and my friend, they, they do. think that they're attractive. Wow. Uh, well, you know, I've, we've had a minivan. Yeah, Nicole, we've all had minivan drivers out there. <laughs> we got rid of them as fast as possible. No, I, no I, yeah. I said that she doesn't feel attractive. Can I just tell you without robbing your intro that you already Allison, my intro. Allison refuses to have a minivan? I do Refuses. Know. Why? She they're, doesn't feel attractive. Uh, yeah, because they're just ridiculously unattractive. It's true. True story. I saw Go me. ahead, Ham. All Sorry. Right. Shh, guys, let me do my intro. Let's do it again. Start over. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> if you want to reach us, uh, this show, give us an email at uh, bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. Bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. Also, we're on Facebook, Instagram. And now, Alan, tell us real quickly about the website. Just real quickly, what's the website? It is www.thebourbonchronicles.com. Yes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have a website. dot thebourbonchronicles.com and be patient there, there is content there but not much it's still under construction it's still under construction I think it's beautiful Nicole says skip www she yeah. just wrote us just and that, told Nicole? us you to had to skip. write that I was trying to preserve your dignity sorry I have no dignity <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was afraid Hamilton was going to yell at me I'm going to say right. it from now on I'm going to say it just because of that you know that right I have every no time dignity. I say that it's going to be <laughs> www dot <laughs> Backslash Because that's how everyone repeats their websites. We've got a uh, we've got a great <laughs> show today. I'm going to take back my uh, my intro. We're excited. <laughs> we're excited. We're all getting. We have a great show uh, at the bottom of the hour. We're going to be talking to uh, Bell Mead um, uh, Distillery. Well, actually, it's uh, Nelson's, Nelson's Greenbrier. Greenbrier Distillery out of Nashville. 
Charlie and Andy, we're real excited about having them on the show, uh, learning a little bit more about Bell Mead Bourbon uh, and everything that they have. We're also going to do Wives Want to Know. We're gonna we're gonna have Kel's Kitchen. So, oh yeah. I, when I say Kel's Kitchen, it kind of sounds like Hell's it Kitchen. Does. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like. I got. I should say Bubba Kel's. Kitchen. No, you want me to start yelling at you guys? Get your intro right, Hamilton. Dad, come in. Stop yelling at the ladies in the minivans. <laughs> so I'll this start saying Barbara Kell's Kitchen. Uh, so stick around with us. We also have our songs and everything like that. And we're also aware that the Masters is on right now. So we'll, we'll be giving uh, Bourbon Chronicle scoreboard updates again on the Masters. Yep. And You're wearing your Masters hat. Kelly, tell yeah, me buddy. about your, uh, your Masters bracket. How's that looking? I have no idea. I, did, I, I set it up, and I didn't look at it again. I have not looked at it since I picked them. I know that I have – is that what it looks like? Can you tell me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have, I have uh, Rick, But I just wanted to play that sound effect. I have uh, Ricky – Alan uh, is going to kill you. Yeah. Why? Because, because of his, his new face? toy? Yeah. <laughs> because my sound effects? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I have Duffner in there, which is my favorite golfer like playing today besides Phil, I think. I love Duffner. Bang. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ricky, uh, I got Ricky Fowler winning it. So I don't, Do you I, really have I, Ricky winning Ricky it? Ricky Ricardo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So how's your bracket looking? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do one. Exactly. I, my, <laughs> mine looks better than yours, isn't it? Because I stepped up to the plate. You didn't get in? I oh. didn't get in. Because uh, he what? went. Because he went. No, let me tell you why, why I didn't Jerk. get in. Is because Alan said on the eve of Masters, so Wednesday night, mm. Alan's like, guys, I... Because we, have, by the way, for our listeners, we have a group of guys. Uh, shout out to the group of guys that uh, that are on our tech string. We did a fantasy football, and we did a March Madness, and now we're doing a Masters. And Alan took the fantasy football. I took the March Madness, and somehow Alan got the Masters again. But hmm. on the eve of it, he was like, "Guys, I, I'm out. I don't want to do it." So when he said that, I, I thought, didn't say I don't want to do it. I said I didn't have time. He said he didn't have time. To be fair, and it was already set up. See, here's the thing. All right, I'm going to back up and tell the whole story. Let me find my sound effect. Nuclear, nuclear button. There it goes. <laughs> so I set this up back uh, right after the uh, right after fantasy football was over, and I told you guys about it. Nobody signed up for it. And when I say nobody, I mean everybody but me. I signed up for it, so nobody but me. (laughs) 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 Somebody was trying to call me. And nobody signed up for it. And then uh, so like two days before, I got hit up. To uh, to create a pool, and I thought, well, Wait a minute, but- I've done that, and nobody signed up. So the night before, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm building a website. I got stuff going on at work. I got a family. I got other things. Yeah, you, do. you do. So you do. I got a lot on my plate. You do. You do. I, I agree. So, I, I didn't think. So that- I think what I'm trying to say is, uh, back off, Hamilton. No, no, no. But I was the only one that didn't do it because of that. You know, because my I knew party? how much you had, and you're attacking me. <laughs> Uh, You're attacking me. At least it's you this time, not me. <laughs> I, I like to back up when it goes nuclear. It's, I think it's you tough. should play the baby crying because that's f- what you're doing about them attacking you. My favorite. Yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> Nicole. My, oh, by the way, our producer, Nicole. Hey, how are you? Hey, Nicole. <laughs> it's a little how's, late. How's how are your you week been, Nicole? How, how I'm good. Your, I'm good. Thank you. How was your weekend? It was good. We went to Silver Springs and I saw monkeys. Did you? And had an alligator that I thought was going to eat the boat. She said it. She thought it was going to jump <laughs> in the boat. Okay, I have to tell you, what, listening to those videos was hilarious because you don't really realize what jump. you're saying until you hear yourself. It's going to jump. Well, it was lowering its tail. I thought maybe it was like getting momentum. It's going to like, it use its tail right? like a kangaroo yes. and spring out of the water. And, That's what uh, I thought. Into the boat. My favorite part was that Hamilton um, didn't realize there were wild monkeys in Florida. I had no idea. You haven't what had one this? in your backyard Costa Rica? yet. 
coast of Florida. Well, then he went on off on some tangent that we won't bring up. You're not going to jump in the truck one night, drive to Ocala, capture a monkey, put it in. I Ham- might put it in Hamilton's back porch. That would be a, awesome. Yeah, I love monkeys. Parker would love it. Are you guys? A, I love monkeys. They're one of my favorite. I'll send you a no, video. No, some people you... are terrified of them. Yeah, like that grandma and whatever zoo that was. Did you see that video? My brother-in-law sent yeah, it to me. I, I don't know. It's a chimpanzee and he's jumping up and down, jumping up and down, like everyone's woo, and he <laughs> throws poo, <gasps> and it hits a grandma oh. right in the oh, face. Oh no! She's it's got a giant nose. poo <gasps> hanging off her nose. It's on. Like, she looks at the camera, right? And the, the daughter, whoever, is just like, oh, it got grandma. And she's got a giant poo oh, hanging off his face. <laughs> I want to watch Monkeys, that. they're terrible. You, you show their teeth like, like that to you? But that's, or, but that's a No, gorilla. you do that to them, they go crazy. Oh, but was that a gorilla? Whatever. Monkey. Okay, Bourbon Chronicles uh, scoreboard update. Um, Justin Rose is actually leading at eight under. Actually, he's he's tied with Serge. Ser- Sergio's never won a Masters, which Good. is surprising to me. Do you not like him? No. So there's no American up there, although Ricky Fowler is five under, so he's three off the lead. Uh, Ricky is through ten, and Justin Rose and, and Serge are through nine. So right. there you go. So I have on my bracket, I have jo- Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, Martin Keimer, and Jordan Spieth. So I'm doing pretty well. I'm in second place right now. So Spieth had a bad would day. Have, would you have brought that up if you were in fourth place or fifth or sixth place? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. As long as in top five. I don't five, know where I'm fine. at. Yeah. Is it top five? Spieth is actually three over for the day <laughs> through 10. Now, he started off pretty pretty quick. Right. Go What's ahead. your favorite sport to put, Alan, to put into fantasy? <laughs> your, number, your number one. I've only done really three, so. So, so which one's your favorite? Three. The, the, top three? The <laughs> <laughs> top three are, are football, so, uh, basketball, well, and the golf. Well, the coolest thing to me um, about the Masters is the exclusivity of it. The history, the tradition of it, a tradition unlike any other. Thanks, and Jim. you, you lucky son of a gun, got tickets this, this year, right, Ham? You got I to go? did. You know, I kind of backed into tickets. Um, it was the first time I've ever been. We, we put into the lottery every year, um, and uh, we actually had them one year, but we gave them away. <clears throat> so this was the, the first time that we got to go. Uh, did you win the lottery? Is that how- no, no, no. We had a client that, um, okay. that had them for years. The, uh, her husband passed away, so she gave them to our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nicole and I got to go on Friday. So I will say that all everything that you hear about the Masters, of how beautiful it is right. and how pristine, it told, it's true. It, it exceeded my expectations. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great unbelievable day i've never when do, we, when do we get to see all the gifts you brought back for us mm. well because he's I'm covered sorry. in this corner with all of his paraphernalia i do have my master's hat on that i purchased uh, there I, I have my master's so uh, shout shot out class. to rogers and um bridget because they went last year and they brought me back i think rogers stuff. went to the uh to the the practice rounds this year as well he always goes and by the way that. so uh, true to form we didn't have chairs to go on friday so we're like we'll call rogers he had two chairs in his garage yeah. That he let us borrow. Yeah. Of course. Of the travel nineteen ninety nine. Magic at it. No, edit? no, no. They were masters chairs, nineteen ninety nine and mm-hmm. I think two thousand three. So we took those in. And so anyway, so we pull in and it's uh it's just unbelievable. You you know, Augusta's not the nicest of towns and you're on this you're on a uh you're on a uh, a road that it looks like your basic road on the north side of Jacksonville, and then all of a sudden um you take a left into Augusta National and mm-hmm. it's pristine you i mean it's the only the downside is the azaleas had already bloomed and they were off because of the crazy weather that we've had but it was beyond my wildest imaginations however i do have a couple of rants so so guys the 
first of all, guys in general at golf tournaments are pretty obnoxious. Yes. Now, yep. <laughs> and and I'm, I've, I've now volunteered seven years at TPC. So if I compare TPC or the Players' Championship at Sawgrass with – with uh, the Masters, oh, there's no gosh. comparison. Yeah. The Masters, they revere golf. Uh, the, the, the players on a Friday is a huge party. Mm-hmm. Okay, Every day. And, well, but definitely Especially Friday. Especially on a Friday. Uh, people take off work and you know all that sort of thing. But the mm-hmm. Masters, it was a little bit different. You could tell there was a reverence for golf. However, what drove me crazy mm-hmm. is the guys that have they – they don't serve liquor. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they serve beer. And the beer is pretty cheap. So for uh, for a domestic draft draft it's five bucks, mm-hmm. okay. But what the guys would do is that they feel like they need to collect their cups. Have you ever noticed at, at events yeah. how guys stack cups? So they drink yeah. a beer and then they're going to have number two. They stack it. They have number three. They stack it. They so are, the, are they like uh, they stack it. Master's, master's cups? cups. Are they? Well, they're master's cups, but I mean, it's not something you're going to take home and wash and then drink uh, out of every day. Are they pretty day. solid plastic? Or are they, Guys, I'm, I'm, look, are they like Dixie that. cup Cal plastic? No, it's not Dixie so cup. No, it's it's yeah. not it's not something. It's not a it's not a a, a souvenir cup. Okay, they stack yeah. it because they they use that as a badge of honor that they think drink so? that many beers. Does it say, does know. it say masters on it? It says master. Then it's a souvenir. Then cup. take one I home, Kelly. Kelly. No, but they, don't you don't take, need to take. You don't need no. to stack. Buddy, how about taking house? ten home and bring, give us a couple? Man. Ooh, we save cups when we see, go to Ospreys games. When we mm. go to you, no, no, Alan, it's not the same. It's not. Cups. No, it's not that type of cup, though. It's not that type. So, of how cup. many did you stack? I did stack any, but <laughs> but so it became a goal for Nicole, my wife, and I to count. And she won. There's a guy that had twelve stacked. Oh nice. my goodness! And he kind of nice. he wore it as like a badge of honor that yeah. he was carrying that around. Well, if you the, get through twelve stack and you're still walking, yeah, good for you, buddy. Exactly. No, the other could have had his wife's cups too. The though. other thing yeah. that's crazy is, first of all, it was probably five to one guys to women. Of course. Of course. And he, yeah. And and the guys were everybody was happy. Um, but all the guys felt like that every time a golf shot was hit, they were a commentator. <laughs> get in the hole. Yeah. Uh, either get oh though, that's short. That's that's not everyone's make it an to the expert. Hole. The, the best is the, there was one guy uh that questioned the, the the club that Sergio pulled out of his out of his bag. He was like, No, if it were me, I'd probably do a, a wedge here. Oh Lord. And and then Sergio hits a great yeah. shot, and of course he doesn't say anything. But yeah. I think it's so funny that we always think that you know. But every every guy that we sat around felt like that they knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. The and the last thing that I'll talk about, and then we'll roll into this. Uh, actually, we got to tell say what bourbon that we're talking about is. Um, everybody feels so sorry for Phil Mickelson. It Phil is everyone's favorite, but every time it's Phil Eeyore. does something wrong, everybody's like. That gone it, Phil. Oh, Phil. It's, it feels almost like a, a child to yeah. everybody. So He's anyway, the Eeyore of the PGA Tour. Everyone feels bad for him. Yeah, poor mm. Phil. Cappy Brooks. What bourbon are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Bell Mead Sherry Cask Finish Bourbon. It. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know we were going right into the facts, but <laughs> so <laughs> it, originated, it originated in Nashville, Tennessee. It's produced by Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And did you know, so I kept calling it Greenbrier, thinking it was one word. It's Greenbrier, two, two yeah. words. Yeah. So um, it's <laughs> 90.4 proof, 45% alcohol. Uh, it's aged 10 years, I'm sorry, nine years, and then added or aged a little further in Oloroso Sherry Cast. And the price point is, give or take, $75. And that's about it. Well, I will say there's one other note here that... Uh, it's about 30% rye, so it's considered a high rye. 
But you know what? I, I, I we got to pour it. I've had it before, um, and I don't. I'm not a huge rye fan, but I didn't taste the rye as much as I um, agree. I think the the sherry cask finish kind of tastes a little bit of that little bit of that rye burn that you get with rye whiskeys out. Yep, I agree. Um, if you don't know uh, the story on on Bill Mead um, or Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery, hang around at the bottom of the hour. We're going to be talking to the two guys that actually started it, and I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest stories that I've heard. And Alan, you and I have talked about before. It's that, fascinating that every mm-hmm. bourbon, it seems like there's got to be a story. There's and a story. Some of them say say they're true, and some of them aren't. But this one is as true as they get. These, These guys, guys have a lot of history in their name. I can tell you that, and you you really need to hang around and, and listen to it. All right. So, do we want to roll into our song? And uh, what, what Kelly has something to say? Well, something just to real say. quick, because I, I was trying oh, that's to. That's right. I was I'm gonna, sorry. It's all right. So we're good. We're good. Here's um, let it go. Let it. Yes. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> no, I just was. You know. I was thinking along the lines of the masters and a great tradition and a good family thing and just something you've always carried with you. It's special. So I, I want you, I, you don't know what song I'm going to play, but I want you to see if you can guess it. So I want to give you a couple, couple of um, clues. See if you can guess. Well, so it. we have to guess it without hearing it. Guess the, yeah, correct. Okay. So this, this duet came together in 1969 and together they have produced literally thousands of songs. Captain and Tennille. Not yet. Um, not One yet. of them was born in 1933. Mm. The next was born in 1969. And they have stayed together since then. That's 48 years they've been a duet. And if you don't find time, and you guys carved out a few minutes for it, if you don't find time to go listen to someone or a group like this, or a duet, I should say, like this, um, then you're missing out because they're not going to be together for a whole lot longer. One of them has a birthday on April 29th of this month, right? April 29th. Anybody know who it is? No. Come on, Ham. Don't let me down. Would I let Thousands. you down if I didn't know? They've done. They've done duet. They've done um, uh, duets with other artists. Doesn't mean it you could be country. It could be Could be okay. No, wait. It, but is it is it a male female duo? No, I'm going to say no. One is a male. Transgender. You, I was going to say you acted like you didn't know. <laughs> I, I'm throwing you a curveball. One of them is worth multiple, multiple millions, and one of them is worth probably about two or three million. Well, I have no. I idea. have no idea. Go ahead. In twilight glow, I see blue eyes cry and rain. When we kissed goodbye and part I knew we'd never meet again Love is like a dying ember And only memories I'll remember blue eyes crying in the rain. Mm-hmm. 
So when Willie Nelson got into trouble with the IRS, a, he had multiple ways to gain money, and one of them was just going back on tour and doing things like Farm Aid. He could have auctioned off Trigger, his guitar, for I think two or three million, and it would have gotten him out of the hole, uh, at least most of it from the IRS tax debt. And he said, "If if I lose Trigger, I'm done." Oh, he's 83. And still touring. He just played here two or three weeks ago. And, I, and I'll say this. I'm done after this rant. But if, if you see him anywhere near you, wherever you're listening to this show, and if you don't take the time, A, to go listen to his music, or B, to go see him live and see an 83-year-old man, soon to be 84, do that much work with five strings on guitar, man, you're missing out. Because that guy's yeah. unbelievable. Are you yeah, you to need see to see these, these older artists. We just lost Chuck Berry. Yeah. This week, so well, Merle Haggard a couple of years ago. And whether you like country music or not, I mean, Willie Nelson did work with every artist that was ever popular ever, and he's done. He's well, he's a legend. I mean, yeah. I, that's why I was saying Chuck Berry because they're both yeah. legends, legends, and they're in their art form. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Willie Nelson was uh, my dad's passed away, but that was his favorite artist. Right. So as long as I can remember, Willie Nelson was talked about in our household. Right. Um, and I have I've yet to seen him li- see him live. I meant to see him Man. this past. Uh, I will drive anywhere with months you. Ago. I, I will drive anywhere. We should we should have went when he was here. Yeah, we were out of town, I think, or something. But I saw him last year here, and I was just uh, blown away, blown away how good of a show it was. Yeah, it's going to be a sad day when he I, passes. I think he's going to pass away in his tour bus. I don't think he'll. I mean, I, I don't want to say that in a, in a mean way. He's just going to. I mean. You know, he's not apparently he's not doing real well right now. He had a cold. Oh, or really? Flu. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's struggling, but he's still touring. I mean, so, that guy's just. But you, I would have never gotten that. That's a tough one, right? That was a tough one. But how many? And get, you wanted to do a Bourbon Chronicles challenge. I with wanted that, to do a that challenge. You know that we would have had. Well, to, I, so we'll I'll save it. I made the questions harder when I know that we were not going to do a challenge. So, so I changed the questions up a little bit. So Hamilton's trying to get your attention, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Hey. Hi. <laughs> oh. Right from Willie into the Bee Gees. <laughs> to you and your Honda minivan, ladies. With Nicole, like, she's zoned out. Well, okay. Well, we'll talk about that off air. Um, all right. So the question is. Well, wait, wait. What are we doing? This is Wives Want to Know. Wives Want to Know. Wives Want to Know. Are you all ready to Never hear ready. what your wives want to Bring know? Bring it on. Never ready for this. All right. Someone. Instead of taking his bourbon, can you please take Almost. the phone? I'm going to break his phone. <laughs> All right. If you window. you ready? If you were on a deserted island and had to listen to the same song over and over again, what song would it be? Just played it. Oh, God. Just played it. Okay. Yep. Easy. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain by Willie Nelson. I think that's from either oh, that. I can't so what that. you would do is you would Alan. find Kelly sitting <laughs> on the, it's not top five. We know. No, we did. We just asked <laughs> Alan the top favorite. <laughs> I can't answer that. Hey, Why can't you? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, you, you're asking me what my my single favorite song is. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, it doesn't have to be your favorite. You're just gonna hear it over and over, again. over and or when you want to. It's not just playing consistently, right? That's not. It's not just like it's elevator music playing. It's like whenever you hit play on your little deserted island, 
So it would have to be a favorite, though. It might be an Eric Clapton song. It All might right. be there you go. something Which by, one? by what's your, what's your what's the fa- What's the top one? <sighs> so we're making progress yeah, every that's, week. That's tough, man. That's tough. I, I, I could probably narrow it down to a couple oh, of different artists. What's the top album that you would? No, I'm not going to. No. Did he say album? Oh, he I think did. he did. What's your album. top album? I think. What's, your, what's wrong with album? <laughs> I'll say this. Album. I'll say the song. Album. I'll album. say the song Crossroads. <laughs> Crossroads is a blues, By Eric a blues song. Oh, yeah. That, but, but, and the reason I say that, and I know I can't have multiple versions, but it's been recorded by a lot of different artists. And I'll tell you this. The most religious moment I've had in an, in a uh, at a concert ever was at an Eric Clapton concert, and it was there there uh, when he came back out for his encore. He played uh, he played Crossroads, and Derek Trucks was with him, mm. and Doyle Bramhall II was with him, wow. and Robert Cray was with him. So you have four of the best guitar mm-hmm. players that are alive today. Where where, where was this? At, at, no, it was downtown at Veterans. Nice. It, you have four of the best guitar players that are alive today on the stage at the same time, and so there's something about that song that. that Speaking like. of which, tonight you're going to see some pretty good, buddy oh, guys, good buddy guitar guys. players too. That's Another legend, Kenny Wayne Shepherd too, right? Speaking of legends, yeah, and Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Does which, anyone else feel like Hamilton's avoiding the question? No, I'm not yeah. avoiding it. Um, okay. So mine would be "Round Here" by Counting Crows. Um, and get his oh my God. get his bourbon. Guys, you don't even know. Round here about counting. Crows. You're going to feel really bad for taking my bourbon. <laughs> yeah. And you just Alan took my phone. Put it halfway. Put it halfway. So take it away. That would be so August and everything after it would be the the album that I would take. <laughs> Why is that so funny today? Album. Al- album. There we go. Al- album. Okay. <laughs> I always say album. It's okay album. if you're album. I say library too. <laughs> what do you burn wood in the house? You burn it in the chimney or the chimbley? Chimbley. Oh, nice. Oh, is that right? Love right. it. Yeah. Anyway, so the CD that I would take would be um, August and Everything After by the Counting Crows. Mm-hmm. It, it's it was a pivotal point in my life. Okay. Uh, I met my wife uh, when I started listening to that. Still so don't feel bad. We uh, we we used to. Um, when we were in college at Southeastern, we would go. Um, we would sit in the car, and we would listen to that out that CD from first for, <laughs> from album? the first song to the last song. Mm. Okay, so it's it's pretty special to me. But the first song of that of August and everything after is Round Here, um, and in the summer uh, of my sophomore year in college, uh, I would wake up to that song. So I figured out how to actually play a song to wake me up. Mm. And the, there's a guitar chord that plays at the first, and it's a it's a it's it's a song that has huge meaning to me during that mm. time in my life because, of course, I met my soon to be wife. So, mm. uh, no, there's no question about what song it would be. That only makes here. me pity Nicole because, like, so I feel bad. Hey, guys, give me my bourbon. Can now. I can I say I that uh, Allison was with me at that Eric Clapton concert? Does Absolutely. that make it better? Yes, yeah. I yeah. love you, Allison. No, I don't. Aww. I don't feel bad. And that's our show for today. For you. Hey, good show. We're done. <laughs> so anyway, right. so but, but I'm not going to let you off. So you just said that blue eyes crying in the rain is yeah. that is the one song for you. It's either that mm-hmm. or probably Willie's version. Um, he does a duet with uh, Ray Charles, um, Seven Spanish Angels. Probably my favorite song of all time. But it's, it's not. I, I haven't played it here yet. But by the way, then I those. say that this is volume ten. Volume. I keep, why do I 10. keep forgetting? Because this so is excited. a momentous volume, yeah. Right, and, and yeah. I forgot to say we're it. in double digits. Yeah, ninety more, and it we'll be at a hundred. Yeah, it's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. And, and by the way, we're very close to a thousand listens. Are, we may have hit it today, Alan. 
Did we, no, we, we got really close to a thousand listens on our podcast. How, but, where are we uh, at? Are we about the nine hundreds or the last I checked was this morning it was like nine seventy four. Okay. All right. If we get nine seventy four, that's so close. What can we, were we gonna do? throw a party? We were actually gonna drink bourbon. What can we do when we hit a thousand? <laughs> we're gonna do that anyway. <laughs> we're gonna drink bourbon. What what can we do when we hit a thousand listens? Eat on, lots on? of food. No, I think we should do a challenge. Oh I think we do should do something. It's gonna I'll be tonight. As long or as tomorrow. it's not hot peppers, I'll I'm think good. of something. No more hot peppers for you, huh? No. That was our best show ever, I think, when we had to eat the hot peppers and almost died. Hamilton almost oh died. Oh, my gosh. I, it was horrible. Um, well, yeah, let's play this song. Uh, we, guys, hang around, or everyone, hang around. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be calling Andy and Charlie from uh, Nelson's wait. Greenbrier. Can't wait. Uh, hang around for this interview because it's probably going to be a train wreck. <laughs> You must not be drinking enough. 
In case uh, you're wondering. What have you done? Do you know what this song is? <sighs> it's about the front door. You're going like to you're, you're make the Nelson boys drop off because you <laughs> started playing. This is the song. This is my song. Hey, go ahead and turn this off. Because of all the people that just tuned out of the Bourbon Chronicles. Thanks a lot. I just took charge of the show. Turn it off. So, so uh, Cooch just hit a, uh, a hole-in-one on number 16. Cooch? What? Are you yeah, he serious? He sure did, yeah. Fantastic. He's good buddies with Jeff, who we're doing the tournament with tomorrow, right? That's exactly right. So oh, we're, we're going to be... Um, we're going to be out at Palencia Golf Club tomorrow. Uh, Jeff Clark is having a tournament uh, raising money for the Epilepsy Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember a few um, few weeks ago, Jeff was on. Uh, so we're going to be out there live uh, with the station. So we'll probably get – it'll probably be – be crazy yeah we'll right? be we'll be yeah. nuts they're, we'll be, we'll be interviewing it's gonna be fun you yeah, guys gonna, gonna be fun. drinking i'm not gonna yeah. be able to be there oh well, that's gonna be even better then. will you promise me <sighs> that we won't play counting crows at this golf tournament because that that won't work with a bunch of men <sighs> anywho <laughs> <clears throat> if you want to reach us uh our email is bourbon chronicles radio at gmail.com we actually we have a website now it's www nicole the bourbon chronicles.com uh and we also have uh we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter even uh and this is wsos 103.9 in st augustine um so we have um the brothers from bell mead uh excuse me from nelson's greenbrier on we're going to be talking about bell mead bourbon uh charlie andy are you out there yeah, we're here. Yep. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? Hey, this is Hamilton. Uh, I have uh, Alan. I have Kelly with me, and Nicole's here. And uh, we appreciate you guys taking time today because I know you'd rather be watching the Masters, right? Were, were you being serious that he hit a hole in one? Yeah, Cooch hit, yeah, Cooch hit one on 16. Cooch! Spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I hope so you guys aren't taping it. it on my phone. Yeah, Kelly is, uh, Kelly's DVR in it, right? Kelly? Yeah, well, he's already ruined that for me, but... Um... Thanks, thanks for taking – you're not watching it at all in the office? You guys don't have a TV in your office there watching the well, Masters? We, we do in our conference room, which is just uh, a, a couple rooms away. But uh, <laughs> we, we've got our focus on you guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> As does everyone in St. Augustine right now. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully in Nashville. I, I, I do want to – I mean, since I don't think I could think of a more appropriate time to talk about this, um, one – the guy that I always root for is is Brad Schnedeker because, of course, he's from Nashville. And mm-hmm. Right. I I had an art class with him freshman year in high school. So <laughs> oh, I just that's cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> drop for a second, you know. Uh, there so you go. well, uh, it looks like uh, Justin Rose is leading uh, through eleven at eight under, and then Serge is six under through eleven as well. So it looks like it's going to come down. Uh, so we'll talk. So who am I talking? Is this Charlie or Andy? I don't know who's who. That that was Charlie. Uh, I'm Charlie. Uh, who? Yeah, I'm I'm Andy. You, you guys sound exactly alike. You guys sound like twins. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> um, so you guys went to Loyola Marymount. Uh, what took you guys all the way to California for school? Well, I went there. So this is Andy. Uh, I am a year older than Charlie, and I just wanted to go. Man, I, I applied to nine colleges and eight of them were in California and so I, I had an idea that I was going out there and LMU I just just loved it you know it was beautiful it's a great campus um great vibe and so you know I got in and went and uh and then 
Charlie basically just followed me because he wants to do everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, so no, and Char- Charlie, you're the you. Is it everything I read? I don't know what's true and what's not. What's not? But you are a, a, probably a, all. A, fake. It's probably all fake, right? You're a basketball <laughs> fan, so you wanted to go to UCLA, and you're a big Lakers fan. Is that right? Uh, well, yeah. So I, I I grew up, you know, sort of dreaming of playing in the NBA, and and I I thought that my dreams were realistic because. Um, you know, I, I didn't, in my dream, I wasn't in the starting five of the Lakers. I was riding the bench, but I was still, you know, getting out there sometimes. And, and I, I dreamt of going to UCLA, then playing for the Lakers. Um, but my, my dreams were kind of shattered in eighth grade. Yeah, I hear um, you, man. Me too. I mean, I, I, I'm from Kentucky, so I grew up a basketball fan. And uh, unfortunately, I'm five. 10 on a good day and uh, at the time I was kind of chubby so playing for University of Kentucky w- wasn't going to happen for me so uh, yeah. I completely understand so I, you guys have one hell of a story about how you had how the bourbon or the distillery came about uh, so yeah. will you guys share that with our listeners sure um, so I, I guess I'll go ahead and start out a little bit and, and then uh, Andy can kind of finish it up but uh, basically, growing up, we didn't really know about the our family's distillery. Um, our dad says that he remembers when he was younger that it like family reunions and stuff that uh, he would hear his dad or his uncle saying like, "If we could just find that old spring, we could bring back the family business." But he didn't really know what they were talking about. Um, and then, you know, eleven years ago, uh, fast forward eleven years ago. Um, Andy and I were with our dad uh, and our mom to go buy a bunch of meat from a butcher. Uh, our dad had gone in with three of his buddies to buy a whole cow worth of meat, and you know we were going to pick up our quarter of a cow. So on our way to this butcher, we're running low on fuel and stopped to fill up, and at this gas station, there was this historical marker that said, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery, one mile east on Long Branch Road. Charles Nelson opened the Greenbrier Distillery. We're like, holy crap, wow, that's wow. crazy, what is this? And so, you know, we go on to the butcher who happened to live a mile east, and when we got there, we asked him if he knew anything about the old distillery, and he showed us across the street, there was an old barrel warehouse still standing, the spring was there, still running, sort of hiding in plain sight, I guess. Um, we drank from the spring, and then he sent <laughs> us to this nearby historical society where there were a couple original bottles with our name on them. Wow. And just fell in love and been working on resurrecting the company ever since that's a great story so if you wouldn't have stopped for gas this would maybe not have happened no 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 they stopped to get a cow so let's be no, honest no no, no so no no so they we, stopped for gas first. everything starts and finishes on the grill man this is this story is about steak buddy <laughs> this is how we get going here this so is- charlie back to my question if you if, if you weren't running low on fuel and you didn't stop at that gas station we might not be talking yeah, I mean, that's right. It's, I mean, of course, you never know. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely that chance. And we could have been sitting here doing God knows what. <laughs> What's yeah. You might be in the NBA. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, riding the for the Lakers. Who knows? How, how far was, uh, was that from where you guys were living at the time? Uh, Greenbrier is about 20 miles north. Uh, it's almost directly north. Um, 
Yeah, it's not far at all. I mean, it's it's really it would be considered a suburb of Nashville. Okay, about halfway between Nashville and the Kentucky border. And, you, and, and so sorry. Andy, that was Andy that was just talking. He was living in Nashville at the time, and I still had a, a semester of college left. Okay, now so I was still in LA. Which one of you all did a lot of traveling? Was it Charlie or Andy? We kind of both did. I mean, we we were both kind of traveling nerds. Like I, we both spent semesters abroad in college. And uh, so I was in Germany, and Charlie was in, in Paris, uh, fall of 2004, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fall semester of yeah. 2004. And, um, and I had one semester left after that before I graduated. So I went back to school to finish up and graduate. But Charlie took a semester off and traveled around Southeast Asia for, what, three, four months. Um, and then, you know, and I still, I mean, love traveling, and we both do, whether it's for work or pleasure or whatever um and so he you know he was kind of all all over that and i just came home uh, after i graduated living in nashville um working here but um we both definitely like traveling quite a bit now that was your the, the grandfather that fell off uh, that I, I and i don't want to Tell the light of this, but <laughs> you, the, the one you that, want to hear the story of how the distillery started. The gold jacket. Was that your fifth great or was that your fourth? It was our. It was our quadruple. Our great 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 grandfather was the one that great. that that put all the family's worth in his in his jacket, and he fell off the boat from Germany. Right. Yep. That's right. And his name was John. Correct. John Philip Nelson. Yeah. Okay. And so that leads into the story. Then your your third great came and he uh, let them tell the story. Hamlin. I know, but I, I just think it's fascinating. They left that off. That, um, but I, I think that's part of the the unbelievable story. And, and as Alan and I, we say all the time that every bourbon has has some story and some yeah. that you believe and some that you don't. But this one is is as real as it gets, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, so something that's kind of crazy we're we're continually finding more and more stuff from back in the day like we're we're in my office right now and we've got some old bottles in here some old shot glasses old uh marketing calendars um you know old receipts and pictures and price lists and stuff wow. like that but, Unreal. um this this lady uh, a distant relative apparently reached out to us just a few weeks ago with an article from 1850 from the mm. New York Herald, and it was detailing the journey over from Germany to America. And we always thought that uh, that John Philip, who had the family's fortune in gold sewn into his clothing, we always thought that he was just like knocked overboard off of the Helena Sloman, which is the ship they came over on. But in reality, um, there was another ship coming to rescue them, and the family was on a little like a little boat that was ferrying passengers from the sinking ship to the the Devonshire which was still functional um, and while they were just being transferred over that little boat capsized and wow. the father ended up falling over so it was just a little wrinkle added into the story that we just recently learned that made it seem even even more tragic well, I saw that uh, I read an article that the, I guess the Patterson House, which is a, a place in Nashville. I've never been in Nashville. It's one of the top places I want to go. I'm a Great huge place. music fan, but they have a cocktail called the Golden Suit, which is after John Philip, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Doug Monroe made that, and he's a you know he's still friend of ours. But yeah, it's a great drink too. All right, so you got thirty three, thirty four. Is that right? 
Yep. Ages? Yeah, Charlie just turned 33. I'm 34. So how, what, what is it, what, 10 months, 11 months? I mean, how close are you guys in age? We're, we're 16 months apart. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. my daughters are 18 months apart. No, no, 16 months apart. Well, no, 20 as, months yeah. apart. Holy 20. cow. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you have a, day, anyway. Kelly, you grew up with brothers, right? Yeah, I did. I have an older brother. So I think, Charlie, you're the younger brother? Yeah, yeah. And then we, we also have two older brothers um, that are like 11 and 12 years older than us. But, Charlie, you're the youngest, right? The, yeah. So I, <laughs> the baby. The baby of the family. I like you the best, just so we know, just so we're clear. <laughs> That's, hell the, yeah. The, the question I had was, you know, it, we're, we're sitting here talking about the Masters. We're talking about family history and the stories that go behind bourbon and how it's all created. That's the beauty of it. But the real, when you get into the heritage of it, what I really wanted to ask you two, is in a fist fight, who wins between Andy and Charlie? Because I got an older brother, and he's he's seven years older than me, and I still don't think I can take him. I'm twice his size, but he will beat me like a pulp. So who wins in a fist fight? I, I dominate. There's no. This is <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you guys sound like twins. So who who was that? Uh, this is Charlie, and at this point, I think I could. Andy's, you know, lost a few pounds. I've gained a few pounds. I think I'd just sit on him. There you go. <laughs> boy. I knew you'd pull it out for me. I knew you'd pull it out for me. Younger brothers win. I love so, it. So, um, as I'm, I'm going along the story, so you guys, uh, you, you got uh, financing. I know it took, uh, it, from what I read, it, it you know, it was a, definitely yeah. a hard road because you guys were young, and you're trying to say, hey, we have this, uh, this this spirit that we want to do that could take seven, eight years to come to fruition. We want your money. And people kind of said, I am probably not. Um, And then you guys went the route of uh, going to uh, a place in in Indiana to actually mix the uh, bell mead. So uh, tell me, how did you feel about that? Did you feel like that? "Ah, You know, we don't want to do it. We want to do it. Kind of tell me the process of how that came about. Well, it was actually, it, and another kind of a twist of fate, we we felt pretty good about it, honestly, because we found out that um, in keeping in line with the history of how Charles Nelson did most everything, um, he actually worked directly with, uh, back then, the, essentially the same company that we are using wow. uh, now. For our now, I mean, it's MGP in Lawrenceburg, Indiana now, um, but he, he actually never, as far as we understand, never distilled uh, what the brand of Bellmead bourbon was. He actually just helped kind of warehouse bottle and sell it and, and kind of market it that way. Um, he worked in conjunction with a company called the Sperry, Sperry Wade and company. And so you'll, you'll notice on the front label, there are a couple of medallions that say SW and co mm-hmm. Bellmead bourbon. That's kind of a, a little shout out to them. Um, but we knew that that's how Charles Nelson produced it back in his day anyway. And so it actually worked out just perfectly um, because it was, you know, that's, the story of how this brand originally came to be in the first place. And so it's like, okay, well, if we, if we want to, our thing was we wanted to be still continue to want to be an aged whiskey company. You right. know, we wanted people's first impression of us to be that's some high quality, well-aged spirit. Mm-hmm. And that so is a great way to look at it. Yeah. Especially if you don't have, you know, a lot of money to start out and, and sit on for a while. That's, that's just damn hard to do, you mm-hmm. know, to, start up a distillery and then wait all those years. And so right. figured, Hey, let's do this kind of evolve the business plan from, from the original uh, idea. And, uh, and it worked out how it did. And I'm quite thankful to, for that, to be honest, because, you know, we learned a lot in the process. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say to add a, a little bit of 
wrinkle to what Andy was saying is that you know we we started out our original plan was to raise a bunch of money, build the full distillery on the original property, Always, and start laying right. down barrels. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we couldn't do that, and uh, because we couldn't raise the money, and then that's when we put up everything that we owned along with our family, mostly our parents' house, to personally guarantee <laughs> a loan to get started sourcing those barrels. And and as Andy mentioned, um, kind of similar. You know, Gus Griffin, who's the CEO at MGP, he sent us an email a few years ago that was like, hey, it looks like we've been doing business together for longer than we knew. Um, <laughs> and it was a picture of this old ledger uh, from 1887, and it was record of Charles Nelson buying 154 barrels. Oh, unreal. From oh, that's company. cool. And, uh, I mean, it's not the exact distillery, but it's now under the MGP umbrella. But, uh my response was, can we get the same price? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's about $1.35 <laughs> barrels. Yeah, $1.35 Unreal. Barrel. A barrel. Jeez. We could afford that. That'd be nice. <laughs> well, can I just get down to brass tacks and say that your your product is really good? Yeah, we're, we're drinking the sherry right well, now. Well, these guys sent us four samples. They sent us uh, the sherry cast, the Madeira, Madeira cast, the cognac cognac and the bourbon and then uh, our local guy that we love drew has a bottle of sh- the full bottle of sherry and the cognac so i picked up the bottle of the sherry today i love it I think yeah it's me great. too it's got yeah, a good nose fantastic. of sherry that old southern um like last time i was in charleston we spent the night and then they right before you go to bed they they actually the bed and breakfast they bring out a little glass of sherry and that's mm-hmm. what you have before you go to sleep man that's kind of reminds me of that heritage of that this yeah. bourbon does what made you guys decide to do that uh with uh you know putting them in the barrels after well, really, so the sherry cask finish was the first, well, it was our second product we released. It was the first one after the, the classic bourbon. Uh, and, and part of the idea came from, well, okay, we need to do something different. You know, we, we'd like to, we've got this bourbon under control. We kind of, we know how we're doing with this. We know what we're doing. And, and let's see, do something a little outside the box. Um, so full disclosure, as far as we know, uh, Charles Nelson never produced a sherry cask finished whiskey, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, the idea, a lot of it came um, from Scotch whiskey, uh, that world, because they do a lot yeah. of sherry cask aging and finishing. Um, and it's, they're, I mean, they're, they're some really delicious products. And so we basically, we thought, let's, let's get some sherry casks and test yeah. it out, see how it goes. And uh, I'm telling you, man, we got real lucky with that first it's, shot. It's very good. It just turned out right, you know, exactly what we wanted. And uh, Hey, hey and, boys, the harder you work, the luckier you get, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I've had Glimmerangi scotch that's in sherry cask, and I will tell you that, and that's good. Yeah, this, this it is. is every bit as good as that. If not better, right, I'm and I'm not going to oh, yeah. smoke. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, if it's not no. good, then we just wouldn't talk about it. But it's, yeah. it's we would wait till after they're on the air and be like, "This stuff's terrible," <laughs> but <laughs> it really is good. No, really Today's the first day that I've had it, and yeah. it's, uh, it's it's yeah. Tremendous. We're going to really push it down here in our St. Augustine area. We're going to try to get our friends to to drink this. Well, the and the, the truth stuff. the truth of it is too. I think the story makes it that much better. Or course, an event. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if you wouldn't blind taste that is taste tested several really expensive bourbons or ones that are like uh, the upper echelon of whatever, you know, what do you really know about it? What do you love about it? And these guys obviously love their family history. They love the bourbon they make. And now because of their love and knowing them, I like it too. Like it's, it, it differentiates it from something. Yeah, I mean, something that we, you know, I, I say this, this is Charlie and I'm, I'm, I'm the salesman, you know, uh, I'm the head of sales and, and, uh, marketing and Andy's the head of production and operations. And, uh, Charlie, you got the better end of that deal. 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> no, the older brother, younger brother network right there, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I, I talk about like that you're not just drinking the whiskey. You're, you're drinking the mm-hmm. history and the yep. story. And, and, you know, hopefully that when you're enjoying our product that you were enjoying it with a friend or something and can share a story and, um, and have a good time. And I think that just generally speaking with all products, whether it's whiskey or a cheeseburger or a t-shirt or whatever it is you know whatever you're buying the more that you know about that product and can have some sort of emotional attachment to it and and have again have a story behind it the more that you're going to enjoy that product i think we've got uh we're we're running out of time i have one i have a couple more questions i I do want to talk about the whiskey that you're launching in july uh that's it's not a bourbon it's a tennessee whiskey uh that i i I assume is probably going to go after the market that that jack daniels has uh can you talk a little bit about that yeah well we're releasing it on the fourth of july and it's going to be called nelson's first 108 and the reason for that is it is our tennessee whiskey distillate from here in nashville what we produced you know in the beginning when we got our still up and running um and this is going to be the reason for the 108 is twofold really um we're putting it in 30 gallon barrels um this stuff we have 108 30 gallon barrels which honestly was pure coincidence but it's also exactly 108 years after Prohibition shut the distillery wow. down. So wow, it was just kind cool. of this really nice historic symbolism that, that happened to work out really well. And so what the product is, again, it's our Tennessee whiskey mash bill uh, filtered through our sugar maple charcoal. Um, and it is going to be at least it's two years old out of these 30-gallon barrels. Now, once these 108 barrels are gone, they're gone. The rest of our distillate is all in the standard 53-gallon uh, barrels. And that, that will all be at least four years old um, and older as we move along. But this is just kind of, a, uh, as Charlie said, a piece of history, and this is really something very, very exciting for us because, you know, we have yet to, to sell um, or offer an aged whiskey product that is our, of our own distillate. And so this will be the first of that. Well, yeah. obviously you're going to stick a bottle of that aside for us. Right? Oh, yeah. When we come and visit you in, in Nashville. <laughs> 107. Yeah. 107, boys. So <laughs> now is that when the is that the recipe from Charles Nelson or is the, the Bell Mead that we drink, the bourbon that we drink now, is that the recipe? So – we did not have the exact original recipe for Bell Mead. We knew that it had rye in it, mm-hmm. so we created a high rye content bourbon. We do have that original recipe for our Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey, um, which is essentially the same recipe for the first 108, but we're, we're branding this first 108 barrels as Nelson's first 108 to keep that branding separate from our eventual Nelson's Greenbrier brand. Because, you know, the Greenbrier brand will be in 53-gallon barrels. The first 108 are in 30-gallon barrels. But they're, those two are the same recipe, and they're weeded Tennessee whiskey recipes. And we actually we have a couple other original recipes that we've been able to find as well. That's very cool. I, I, we've got about one more minute. My, the question that's been on my mind since I started researching uh, your all story is when all is said and done, if we go 20 years, 30 years down the line, your kids maybe are running the business. Um, what is going to be considered your baby? Is it going to be the Bell Mead bourbon that got you off the ground? Or is it going to be the, the Tennessee whiskey that's using the, uh, the, the, the recipe of your great, great, great grandfather? 
question. It, that'll be the Tennessee whiskey. Um, definitely. I mean, that that is, it's not a secret. That's, you know, it's the name on the front of our building, and that's the namesake of the company and, and everything like that. That was the the original Tennessee whiskey. It was the biggest distillery and one of the biggest brands in the country back in its day. It was the biggest distillery in the state of Tennessee. And so that's what we've been working for the whole time. Yeah. Um, it turns out Bellmead Bourbon has been really great for us and, and very good. Uh, a lot better than we had honestly anticipated. So uh, I don't. I certainly don't want to take away from it at all because we've got a lot of pride. Of course. In it. Oh but yeah. Of course. To answer that question, yeah, it's going to be the Tennessee whiskey for sure. Yeah, the, the Tennessee whiskey really brings it full circle. The but the Bell Mead did help bring the Greenbrier to of life. Of course. Yeah. Guys, thank you for taking the time on Master no Sunday. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> That's yeah. very, very cool to talk to you and. and Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you're more you. than welcome. And uh, if you're if you're in Nashville, uh, definitely go and visit their distillery, Nelson Greenbrier Distillery, uh, here in St. Augustine, Jacksonville. If you have not picked up a bottle of Bell Mead, go to your local liquor store. I'm telling you, uh, I've, the, the sherry is. Off and the if charts. they don't have it, just look at them dead in the eye and say, "What in the heck, man? Why not? <laughs> what in the heck? And I'm going to go ahead. And, uh, yeah, let us know, and we can go and and get on them but we, right. we actually we have our distributors phone number on our website in case uh you need to yell at them too yeah. we'll do it thanks guys i appreciate your time thanks guys yeah, thanks. congratulations guys a lot Enjoy of fun you too bye-bye that's pretty cool huh man that's awesome. What a great couple of guys, awesome. man. What a really cool couple so, of guys. And then they, stayed, they need to be on the back porch with us having bourbon. I would love they, to. they just feel like it, that story. And that's what that's what it's so attractive to all this stuff because people are doing small craft, you know, wines and beers, but they don't have the history that bourbon You know what does. struck me? They're doing their they're doing their thing for the same reason we're doing this show. That's exactly that's right. That's exactly right. That's they were cool. like what what can we hand down? And we're we're thinking we'll have all these recordings and podcasts that we'll be able to hand down to our <laughs> So we're going to let Parker and, yeah. and Samantha. <laughs> you know, kids, it's worth nothing, but here you go. Big sh- hey, Alan, thanks for setting that up, man. You're the one yes. that found the PR person, that found the boys at Bell yep. Mead, and just knocked that out of the park. And they're, so philo- so- they're philosophy majors. What? That, really? That they majored in philosophy in college. That's so the cool. other part is, we're a little radio show, right? We're getting we're getting bigger, but we're little. And those guys took time out from their Sunday to talk about their product they love. Not because they paid us or we're paying them or whatever, just because they love it. Hey, I check, love check out our new website uh, at www.bourbonchronicles.com. The Bourbon Chronicles. The, tag on it. Or the Bourbon Chronicles. Or the Bourbon And send us an email at bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. And thank you for extending your weekend a little bit longer with us. Yes, Kelly. Get you some Bell Mead. Yes, get you some Bell Mead. Hang on to your weekend, baby.